Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is February 7th, 2024. It is Wednesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimoire Society. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Good fortune is what happens when opportunity meets with planning. Thomas Edison. All right, so... We are talking about rosemary, and we're talking about rosemary lore, which I've been super excited to get to because I knew rosemary had a ton of folklore similar to time. So this comes to us from icysedgwick.com. Rosemary is perhaps one of the most instantly recognizable scents among culinary herbs. It makes roast potatoes taste amazing, and I've always found its scent helpful when I need to concentrate. There's also a lot of folklore associated with this plant. Rosemary was also known as Dew of the Sea, Elf Lead, Pumpus Weed, Rose of Mary, Sea Dew, and among others. Its evergreen nature perhaps explains why rosemary was once used alongside holly as a Christmas decoration. People spread it on their floor at Christmas uh, during the Middle Ages, and this meant it released the scent whenever anyone walked on it. Nicholas Culpepper and William Lilly both attributed the plant to the sun. The cult of Aphrodite apparently used rosemary, and it was also associated with the Virgin Mary in the Middle Ages. Ophelia mentions rosemary in Hamlet, explaining that it represents remembrance. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, one, it's protective. Rosemary uh, has blue flowers, but these were apparently once white, and during the flight into Egypt, Mary spread either Christ's clothes or her own cloak over a bush to dry, and after doing this, the flowers turned blue, according to, like, Christian lore. It can be used in four thieves' vinegar. Christina Oakley Harrington notes that rosemary also signified rulership. This partially explains its use in wedding ceremonies, since husbands expected to rule over the wife, at least, you know, in Christian stuff. So, it's used in romance. Rosemary was used to ensure love. It's believed rosemary would help the bridal couple remember their marriage vows. And in the Middle Ages, newlyweds would plant a branch from a main bush. And if it didn't thrive, it was like a bad omen. And despite its link with weddings, rosemary was also used at funerals. Being evergreen, it represented immortality. Its links with scent and memory meant it also represented remembrance. And if you cut a branch off a rosemary plant and stuck it into a grave, the original plant would wither once the branch rotted. People placed rosemary into the corpse's hands while mourners carried sprigs until the early 20th centuries. Uh, and then it also has ties to divination. 
So are you single and want to know which person you'll end up with? Head to a churchyard near midnight on Midsummer Eve. At the stroke of 12, run around the church scattering rose leaves and rosemary. Chant, rose leaves, rose leaves, rose leaves, I strew. He that will love me, come after me now. You should see a vision of your intended, though it might be scary because you're in the dark at midnight in a churchyard. But, you know, who am I? So, yes, Rosemary has so much lore around it, and I think it's so sweet. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from NME.com. Kula Shaker announces Natural Magic, first new album with original lineup since 1998. Kula Shaker have announced a new album, Natural Magic, which reunites their original lineup for the first time in 25 years. That's pretty cool. The album features the previously released single, Indian Record Player, as well as Waves, which was released earlier this summer. This chapter in the band's life is very much driven by live energy and that spiritual connection with the audience, which comes with it, explained vocalist and guitarist Crispin Mills. We all agree to make this album a fan's dream. It was very similar to the way we recorded K back when we only had half an hour to blow people away and recording much of it in between shows while touring. Meanwhile, on Darlington's return, he added, it was one of those fabulous moments of synchronicity. When we first formed in 2007, Jay was still in Oasis, but at the end of last year, the intertwining paths of fate brought us back together. That's really cool i'm curious on like if there are any songs we would know like off the top of our head so let me check real quick oh for sure i looked them up for sure you just pick like top song and pick you'll recognize it so that's pretty cool first time in 25 years natural magic with a k all right which is i'm gonna throw this over to our moon correspondent and after this break we will talk more Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Wednesday, February 7th. The waning crescent moon continues to keep an iron grip on its focus in Capricorn today. Here, the moon links up with Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars can join every couple of years, bringing together our sense of wants and needs in a way we don't see very often. When these two forces come together, we may feel a real drive to get serious about the things we want and need and take action. It's not enough to just want it or need it anymore. It's time to do something about it. Mars drives hard in Capricorn, and Venus is ready to do this labor of love. Take some time to measure the effort versus the reward. If all of that lines up, this is the time to go all in. Your daily moon mantra is, don't be afraid to go out on a limb. It's where all the fruit is. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Only the elusive and exclusive witches, eminent in their communities and ever attuned to the murmurs of the world, are privy to the Grimoire Society's monthly missive. Not for the frivolous, obtuse, or inattentive. 
Our cereal caters to the creme de la creme of witching society, imparting knowledge, amusement, and the art of conjuration at every turn of the moon. Safely ensconced within your witch's cabinet, nestled between the eye of Newt, or consider presenting a subscription to the fledgling witch, new to the neighborhood with a yearning for the enchanting camaraderie of the witching world. Only $5 an issue, free shipping, U.S. only, at thegrimoiresociety.com. All right, we are back. So we are doing our planning series, and today we're talking about how to make actual change. So Monday, we talked about reviewing your year. Tuesday, we talked about creating consistency. And today we're talking about, okay, but how do we actually create change? So there's a few different techniques. One is mental rehearsal. Think of a small thing you want to start doing differently, habits such as meditation, and Start like rehearsing it in your head. Kind of like how those for us, like those of us who are like socially anxious, how we'll rehearse conversations, kind of do the same thing. Or almost how you talk to a child, which again, uh, Michelle B, M-U-C-H-E-L-L-E-B on YouTube has some great videos on this. So this was her recommendation. Uh, Similar to how you talk to a child and how you teach them things. How you'll say to a child, okay, and then when you get home, what do you do? So you're kind of doing that, but for yourself, right? I love parenting myself. Uh, It's the only way I would ever do anything. Uh, So you do the same thing with yourself. So let's say you're like, okay, every day um, when I wake up in the morning, instead of grabbing my phone and scrolling on TikTok, I want to like meditate. So rehearse what that looks like. So rehearse, okay, so when I wake up, instead of reaching for my phone, instead I'm going to sit up, make a cup of tea, go to the kitchen, and then meditate. So play it in your head like a video. And then uh, try to do that regularly, maybe while you're waiting in line for coffee, or you're sitting waiting at the doctor's office, or you're driving to work and you kind of have all this time to think rehearse in your head kind of how you want this to go. And then rehearse in your head what to do if there's an obstacle. What if you wake up and you grab the phone out of habit? Rehearse what you want to do at that point, whether it is put it in your drawer or put it in a fun lockbox. I don't know. But you want to kind of practice these things so that when you run into them, when you're trying to make the habits, you have some script on what to do next. Next, pick a way of thinking or feeling that you want to move away from. I have talked about this before. I have talked about this before, especially as someone who has OCD. I have to develop a lot of tips and tricks for how to like help control my thinking. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't always work. It's a disorder for a reason. Um, You know, I do my best to cope. Uh, But when we have thoughts we don't want to have, such as jealousy or anger or um, self mean talking. Like when you think to yourself, oh, I'm just a terrible witch or oh, I'm just a terrible friend or mother or whatever, this like negative self-talk, pick something you want to stop doing. So for example, I used, when I was younger, I feel like I used to be pretty jealous of a person. 
And I literally had to talk myself out of that. So pick some, pick a feeling you want to move away from and think of a few different ways you could react differently to situations that trigger feeling. So for example, let's say it's jealousy, right? Let's say uh, someone you went to high school with just had their like fourth child and like they're married and they're married with like their fourth kid. So I used to, well, maybe it wasn't jealousy. Maybe it was just like confusion, but I would see that and I would think, it. oh, shouldn't I have that by now? What's wrong with me that I don't have that? And like, so I don't know if I would call it jealousy per se, but it was this feeling of like, why am I not living? Why am I not the same as these other people? And eventually I had to start talking myself out of it. Instead, I would let myself have the thought or the feeling, and then I would kind of redirect it. I would go, okay, but do you actually want to be married? And couldn't you be if you wanted to be? And haven't there been opportunities? Yeah, but you don't actually want those things. No, if you had that thing, would you actually be happy? Well, not really, because sometimes we find ourselves being envious or jealous over things we don't actually even want, right? It's almost like it's just an instinct. Or negative self-talk when you go, oh, maybe I am such a bad mother. Maybe we can think, okay, why am I thinking that? Is it because I received criticism? Is it helpful to respond that way for anybody, myself or my child? Wouldn't it actually be more helpful if I responded in a productive way? Right? So figure out which fe- figure out one feeling that you want to stop having and pinpoint that feeling in ways you can start trying to think differently. Now, it's not easy at first. I'm telling you, you have to cognize you have to like cognate like cognize now it's not easy at first you have to genuinely remember to do it but over time you'll find you just don't have those feelings anymore those better thought patterns start to replace the negative ones next think of a goal and daydream about what that actually looks like and what it entails And what you can do to find that in already established routines. So for example, let's say you're like, oh, I would really love to do more magic with my friends. Okay, so what does that look like? Does it look like doing a little spell? Does it look like watching practical (laughs) magic together? Does it look like doing a full-blown ritual? Does it look like feasting? What does that actually look like? Now, is there a way you can do that within routines that already exist? Maybe you already get together once a month for craft night. Can we toss in a little magic in there, right? So that we're not building from scratch, right? We're putting, we're sprinkling in these little things we want within structures of our life that already exist, right? Next, express yourself. It's good for you. Find a safe space to share what you want out of things, either with trustworthy friends, journaling, internet, discord friends, whatever. Instead of just documenting these feelings, though, try to make sense of them. Okay, so you want to start a circle. So what's stopping you? Were you a part of a circle that didn't go well? 
instead of dwelling on kind of what could go wrong or why it didn't work before or why you can't or why you're unable, make sense of why you're feeling like it's such a hurdle and then make sense of those feelings so that you can manage and overcome them. And finally, our last little tip for today is think as your higher self. So try to develop a way of thinking that lets you look at things outside of yourself. So a really good example of this is I was going through a really, really bad period um, last year. Really, really bad. I was really struggling to get out of bed. I was struggling to eat. I was struggling to not obsess, 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 obsess. And... I saw a tip that I really, really liked, and it said, I, and, and the tip was, Google an image of a person, just like an attractive person, just like, a, like someone who looks friendly and nice and kind. Like, so like I typed in like friendly lady, look at a picture of a person, and if that person told you that they're feeling all of the things you're feeling or that they're experiencing the thing you're experiencing – or they're struggling the way you're struggling. How would you react? And that really helped me. So I would pull up this picture and I would imagine this person telling me everything I was going through. I'm going through this, 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 this. And then I would think, what would I say to that person? What advice would I give them? And you realize that, oh, maybe it's not that dire. Maybe it's not that life and death. Maybe it's not that hopeless. Sometimes it can just feel that way because we're so deep within ourselves, deep within our own minds, that once we can kind of view it from a little bit of an outside point, almost like we are our higher selves, we can view things a little bit more rationally. And I think that is something that is really helpful. If we can look at the world and our experiences and our feelings and our events as if we're standing a little bit outside of ourselves, sometimes it's just easier to process, easier to find solutions, and easier to overcome the obstacles that are stopping us from getting to our goals and the things that we want. So anyways, I hope that was helpful, witches. Uh, Please let me know if you have any questions. Tomorrow we're talking about vision boards. which I just did this weekend. I'm so excited to share. Uh, So we're going to talk more about vision boards and I even made a TikTok. So if you're on my TikTok, you can watch that. Um, But yeah, we will talk soon. So I just want to give some shout outs to, let's see. Oh, no shout outs today. No show. No today. We'll have shout outs tomorrow. Um, But don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we talked about today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath 
and have a great day.